Um, okay, so speaking of faith journeys, have you ever experienced church hurt? And how did you heal? And Or how are you still healing? Because healing is a process. Yeah, I have totally experienced church hurt. Oh, so many times. I wish I could say that it was like, I've never, or only it was one time. Um, no, <laughs> so many times. Um, I would say I definitely experienced like elements of like, I think in college it was kind of like this disappointment slash like disenchantment with like the way I was kind of like used to doing church, I would say, because of just how things were. But when I graduated, I helped to start up this church um, in the Houston area. And I just put like my heart and soul into it. I was working full time, but like helping them so much. We were on the like this, the launch team. We were, you know, doing meetings all the time, meeting um, people within the church, cultivating friendships, doing lunches and dinners. I was coordinating volunteers, helping with the children's ministry. We were leading the young adult ministry, my brother and I. Like, we were doing a little bit of everything and leading worship. Like, it was just a lot. Um, But I was really excited to help build the church. Um, And just through a series of lots of different things, I write more about it in my book, Remember Me Now, um, in, like, more detail. I'm not going to really go into detail now. but, But through a series of events, like, we ended up, um, leaving the church just had like some not great interactions with the pastor and was really just being blamed for bringing um, like dissension into like the worship team which was just not true but anyways so it was a really hard experience for me and I was you know deeply hurt by it and Um, To be honest with you, it is really like that and a few other experiences have really put a little bit more like trepidation in in me when it comes to like being super, super involved in church. I have I have gotten I got involved a little bit after that. But then like in the subsequent years, like I just had not gotten super involved back to being like a super volunteer. I don't know if I'll ever be a super volunteer anymore, to be honest with you. But I I haven't gotten back to that. And one thing my family always says, because I have not like led worship in a public setting since that incident happened with that church. And and my family has been like, when are you going to get back to doing it? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I can't tell you, you know, when, um, like worship has like always been something that feels like so personal to me, like between me and God and something that like, I absolutely just, you know, like have loved. Um, but I, I, I know for certain (laughs) that that experience kind of like sapped my joy from like wanting to really do something in more like corporate um, settings in church. And yeah, maybe one day I, you know, will we'll break past. But for now, I'm like, I just can I know, like, I'll just be in my house. <laughs> I'll, you know, sing amongst my car, like, you know, like, what you know, where I am. But the thought of like, going back to leading worship in a church setting, just like, I don't know. It, like, I get all frozen up, like, when I, like, think about, like, oh, can I go back to doing that? I'm like, I don't know if I can. Um, so, yeah. So, I definitely think there's, like, things um, 
like church hurt that's probably I would say for me is still healing and which has caused me to have like a little bit of a complexity with like of a relationship with church not God but church um and I think yeah I haven't gotten it all sorted out and I don't know if I'll like ever have it like 100% sorted um but yeah we we have like a local church here and um and that's cool I have not gotten like super involved um but I'm just like trying to find my way and it's just kind of like also giving myself grace as I kind of like figure it out so that's just kind of where I'm at this like really interesting I don't know really interesting place with it yeah that's good I'm yeah I bet yeah it it probably the singing uh public worship leading is probably connected and it'll happen in God's time or maybe you're just that was for a season your public ministry and you aren't called to that anymore too so you know yeah I'm totally open to that (laughs) (laughs) that would actually be my preference My preference, God, would be for you just not call me to ever lead worship again. Okay. Well, you know how God works. So just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, you know, I have been really fortunate. I think I have had, just to like be completely honest, and I know like this is such a gift, and I don't say this to say um, that people who have experienced church hurt, actually in my own family, my sister had an experience that we walked through together very serious church dysfunction so I know that it is real I don't feel like I've had anything to rise to the level of what happened at her church situation or even as you described um I've had frustrating instances that I've had to go I think the thing about uh when I was very involved in church before I started all this graduate education I went to like a smaller black baptist church in Austin so the kind of thing was like Mm -hmm. there's no one really in charge of this ministry if you have a problem you have to go talk to the pastor (laughs) which is great in some ways, and in other ways, sucks for you, and it sucks for him, because <laughs> he does mm-hmm. not care. I mean, he obviously cared, but, you know, just imagine, like, leading a church and, like, the youth, there being, like, dysfunction within, amongst the youth ministry, like, leaders, and, like, the yeah. pastor can't work it out, like, so that you have to come in and mediate. Um, so, I definitely have had situations like that. I mean, definitely where people were in leadership that did not like me and I did not like them but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I will say one thing I think I had a really good in terms of dealing with that because I feel like our generation um wants to just quit and I wanted to like leave and like I was just like I can't deal with this anymore like this is just really frustrating and I don't think this is how you like run a ministry and it's like chaotic all Mm -hmm. the time um, and the, the pastor was just very patient with me and kind of listened and heard me out and like, was like, yeah, I affirm that that is, this is not the ideal way to do things, you know? And, mm. but he said something to me about endurance and how the, you know, there were people in the church that had been there for a long time and had a lot of complaints, but didn't give up on him or the church. <laughs> and I feel like so grateful for that. I mean, I think, you know, it just I, because I think that lesson I think was about that specific instance in that um, ministry, but I think it's like so much bigger than that. I think I generally in my life, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm just gonna quit because I can do something else. Like I'm very pr- like privileged mm-hmm. educationally, resource wise, um, and I have come up against many times where I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna quit. I don't have to be here. 
I don't have to do this. I don't have to take this. Um, yeah. But that God has like, I think oftentimes put me in relationships in situations with people where he's like, yeah, you, you absolutely can quit. That is your privilege, mm. mm-hmm. but I'm not calling you to, and you're just going to mm-hmm. run into the same situation again <laughs> until mm-hmm. you learn how to mm-hmm. deal with these people. Um, I would say that is like my biggest, I wish someone had told me that people in church doesn't make it better or worse than people in the world. I think I was very naive that like, Oh, you, you say you're a Christian, so you're going to act this way. And then the older I got and like the more involved in church I got, I'm like, oh, no, that's not true. People be claiming Jesus and be straight up demons. <laughs> I mean, for real. <laughs> and you for just real. have to like, but it's like this, you come back to this like common thing of like, we are sinners and like we have to ask each other for forgiveness. And that's like a part yeah. of giving language to how do you live life together in community with all of your flaws um and i think for me like that's a big thing i think you know that this idea that because you're in church together everybody's going to be perfect and nice and act the correct way all the time um it's just not real and i think that's the thing it's like oh no okay expect to count (laughs) encounter (laughs) even and i think in some ways to your point it breaks your heart more because you're like wait you say you love jesus like me why are you acting like this Girl, I honestly, I think too, like a part of my church hurt has been like the encounters that I have have been with like the pastors and the main leaders and the way they've talked to me as a woman, like one yelled at me, one was like, you know, really like frustrated racist voice at me. And I just, you know, (laughs) I just... (laughs) I just was like, what? You know, I I think I was those. I think those things have been like so like um, disappointing and disheartening. And I think, yeah, I, you know, I think what you're saying is so true and so right. Like I and I guess this is kind of like what we'll wrap with is our, you know, uh, what we wish somebody would have told us about church. You know, I I definitely think, you know, I wish somebody told me that I can be respectful of these leaders, but they really, you really shouldn't put them on a pedestal. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, the the culture that I was a part of was really big on like, you honor your leader, you honor the pastor, but really like borderline on a really unhealthy way of honoring to where yeah. it's almost like you're kind of like putting this pastor on a really high pedestal um, that it should be reserved for God um, and not for, for us human beings. And so, um, so yeah, like you can honor people, but you shouldn't be treated poorly. You shouldn't be disrespected um, like that. Like that's just that's just wrong you know like yeah hey everybody faith here i wrote a new book called remember me now a journey back to myself and a love letter to black women this is my story this is the journey where i am sharing the highs in my life and the lows and how i was able to overcome them and i'm encouraging my sisters along the way i want everyone to go get this book you can pre-order it now and it is also available january 17th 
would say to me, it's like a red flag. If your pastor can't be questioned and there's no accountability system and there's not anyone else that he has to listen to, that's a red flag to me. And if he can't say he's sorry, if he's not apologizing, if he's not asking for forgiveness, that's a red flag to me. Because, yeah, they're human and... They should not be yelling at parishioners. They should not be trying to get you to do things for them for free <laughs> that are not church related. Don't let them gaslight oh you. Like, yeah, that, yeah. If you're in a situation like that, God has really. I've experienced so much. But stuff I just, like that. I just want to say because I said like, oh, you know, I felt like in my particular situation, God ca- called me to endure. I don't want anyone to hear that to say that you should stay in an abusive environment. I was not being abused. Like, I was not being gaslit. I was just being. Um, annoyed, <laughs> extremely annoyed. My buttons were being pushed. Um, <laughs> but so I just I want to be clear that if you're staying, and I, I mean, you know, verbally abused, gaslit, like you know, disrespect, like you should leave. you should leave. Um, I did want to say, yeah, oh, you should leave. You yeah. should you should one hundred percent. God did not save you, call you to be in a situation where. Because I think that it's so funny because I think the like people are so, um, you know, the buzzword is like deconstruction. And but I, it you know, and it's like so interesting to me that people don't want to take ownership, at least in what my friends and my experience that have gone through that process. There has oftentimes been a catalyzing event within their church community where people covered up sin, made excuses. Mm-hmm. There was no accountability no repentance and when you have been raised i'll say for me and most of my friends when you have been raised in the church and you've been told this is what it means to be a christian and then you're in situations where it's like wait you don't believe what you taught me and you've held me to this standard and obviously people are not perfect you've heard me say that but i think that the fact that there's no repentance and there's no accountability it's like you don't really believe this is true And if you don't believe this and I built my faith kind of around you and your teachings and you don't believe this, why should I believe this? And I think the focus has been more on the people that deconstruct and not on, hey, like sexual abuse in the church. Like, let's talk about how many people that has driven um, from the big C church. And so driven, driven away from it. Yeah. So I did want to say with all of that um i do want us to end on a note of hope that's like my favorite thing i feel like the word is like so so sad <laughs> so related to that um on a word of hope i do want us to to answer like what keeps us connected despite all of our experiences like what keeps us connected to god yes. and then i really have felt led in like preparing particularly for this episode to pray at the end for wherever you are or don't find yourself in your faith journey and so um but yeah i would love to hear what keeps you connected i feel like for me personally what keeps me connected to god is just being able to see and feel like Mm -hmm. god's love for me in the smallest ways throughout my life um during like the darkest of times and even the times where it's like you know oh it feels like life is good right now whatever um yeah like there's just so many different ways that i've just been able to see god's goodness and um, whether that was like, oh, like, thank you, Lord, for like helping us to be able to buy a house. Like, thank you, Lord, for, you know, allowing me to 
to write books and to meet my husband and to um, be able to do things that I care about. And I woke up again today, like, you know, um, little like small mm. things like what, what feels like like even in the mundane, the little miracles. Um, I just feel like I've learned to develop a, more of a heart of gratitude and um, yeah, just for like the things that are going on in my life and really being able to like continue to cultivate like prayer mm. in my own life um, has been something really good for me. It's really interesting because I went from feeling like the way I feel most connected to God is mostly in worship to actually in this more recent, I would say like year and a half, two years, the way that I've felt most connected to God is through prayer. Um, and really just like sitting and talking to God. And so I really feel like prayer is the way I felt even the most connected to God is just really being able to connect. Um, and then also learning how to be still and be quiet, you know, to like hear too. So yeah, I think that's what I would, um, that's what I would say for myself. Um, one of the like main things is just those things. Yeah. I think those, those are all really good. I think I learned that I really connect with God in nature and I'm not like, you guys know me. I'm mm-hmm. not an athletic, outsidey girl. Outdoorsy person. But <laughs> I'm finding, like, even in urban areas, there's, like, a museum um, in Fort Worth that has a really beautiful courtyard. So I'll go there sometimes and just, like, sit outside and just, like, when the weather is nice and it's not a million degrees in Texas. Um, or, like, going for just, like, a short walk or something like that. Because I think, to your point, is, like, being still and being where I'm silent, like, not listening to music, Um I did like a silent retreat. I've done a couple and um, never, I want to try for a longer extended period of time, like maybe go to a monastery, but I've done like a couple, like short, like, mm-hmm. and it is so good. Like just so refreshing to just like still your mind before the Lord and like not do, like you can write, like sometimes I like color, like have an adult coloring book that I'll do bring with me, but just getting clear like there's so much going on in my life and I just think having that those hours of just like total silence before the Lord where I'm not asking him for anything I'm just like I just want to hear from you um yeah it's just really meaningful and I think for me like honestly I was talking to a friend who's not a Christian and she was asking me like why do you believe this and I was like I don't know I really can't tell you I don't know that if I hadn't been born into a family where I went to church like if this is where I would have ended up but I can tell you what I've experienced I know God is real I know Mm -hmm. that he loves me and he cares for me and I can point to these different examples in my life but I but and I told her I was like but I just don't think you're gonna think your way to God like I just don't think that it's possible to think your way to God I think you have to like believe first and then you see and it's it it works opposite with Mm. most to me most any other thing in life where it's like no I gotta see where's the evidence what's the proof and I just the more Mm -hmm. I've studied I've read lots of books and lots of theologians I just you know even as someone who like finds God in like reading and learning these things I just don't think it's not I don't think you can think your way to God I think you have to believe first and for me it's just whenever I'm like maybe this is not true it's like but lord where would i go <laughs> so um and i think that's the thing that i always come back to and so it's just like lord where would i go and i think that you know the church thing is hard because you experience god sometimes through the people of god and when they break your heart it's like mm-hmm. 
God, this is not real. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just really sympathetic to that in how people have been hurt and, um, feel abandoned or maybe haven't gotten an answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. You've been praying for something for a long time and God has denied you for whatever reason. Um, and I think if you read through scripture, you see more sorrow and people walking through just really heartbreaking, traumatic situations more than there's joy and triumph. I mean, it's there, obviously, mm-hmm. in scripture. You do see that. But I just think of like Mary who watched her son die on the cross and like Job and David and Tamara. And I mean, there just is so Abraham and Sarah. I mean, there's not a person to me in the Bible that did not walk through something really, really horrific. Um, and so I just think that like, wherever you are like i hope that god shows you kindness in that um place so Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna pray really quickly and thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next time um dear holy father i just pray as this podcast goes out to whoever is listening god um and whatever they got or didn't get lord that you would um be near to them even in their brokenheartedness, God, even in um, their frustration, their anger, God, even in their righteous anger. Um, so many of us have very justified reasons to be very angry at the church. Um, racism and sexism and just the lying and the um, greed, um, Lord, that we have turned our eyes from um, the things that really matter and have chosen worldly and horrible things that are bringing death and destruction um, to those you sent us to love, God. Um, Father, I just pray for a revival in the church that bad things would be burned away, God, um, that the remnant that remains, God, would be committed to building something new and beautiful and inclusive and loving and justice pursuing. Um, and Father, I just, for those that have find themselves far from you, God, um, just wherever they are, that you would just give them peace, God. Um, And yeah, I don't know that it's, you know, they have to return back to church, Lord, but I do know that you are good and that your love for them um, extends beyond what they're doing on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. And I pray that they would know that and they would feel that. Um, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us and holding space with us in the midst of a hard and complicated conversation. Like, I hope it was helpful for you to hear from us and um, hear our perspectives. And hopefully that you'll go away with some things to ponder on. And we are excited to talk to you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.